unfiltered answers from each of our guests. Anyone who has ever blessed this, this platform has kept it real with you. So if you're soft, if you're a baby, if you're not used to the truth, well, you need to get used to it because that's the only thing that we know how to deliver. So this isn't your locker room talk. This isn't your hair salon talk. This is some old sit down with your grandparents and let them preach the gospel to your talk, okay? Tonight's topic is confronting trust issues. And our first guest, um, before we even give him, you know, his, his applause, he goes by the name of Leo Flowers. Now, if you guys want to chime in on anything that either of our guests are saying, if you want to become part of the conversation, give us a call, 515-602-9647. Now, let me, I want to give him the proper intro. So, ladies and gentlemen, it gets no better than this. The one and only. Leo Flowers. Leo, welcome to the show. Yeah, I got to say that that intro rap song is incredible. Man, I mean, my boy had bars. It was better than that new Jay-Z joint that we talked about the truth. Yes. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yes. I, that's the next sound effect. I got to get the gunshots. I'm going to write that down. Per Leo, gun <laughs> shots. Buck, yeah, buck, yeah. buck. <laughs> so that song is called So Good, and that's by an artist from New York, repping New York 24-7, Prince Weiser. Yeah. He actually just dropped his EP last Friday at midnight, I learned from Little Brother. So, shout out to him. I was like, listen, I'm going to keep playing his song because I just love it. I can't get rid of it. So, yes, I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. the music. How are you this evening? I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm a little wired. I've been up since 5 a.m. grinding, so uh, it's, it's 5 p.m. right now. But, you know, we, oh. I just drove three hours to do a three-minute audition. Now I'm driving oh. back. To the house. That's what we do out here in LA. Three hours Great. for a three minute audition. I sure hope audition. you got it. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you, you didn't get it, you we got problems. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- tonight's topic, as you are aware, is confronting trust issues. Let me let me just start off and say. Do you have trust issues, Leo? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't trust the government. I don't trust mm. schools, cops. I don't trust my parents. I don't even trust what? myself sometimes. You know, I, I'd be like, you know, you know damn well, Leo, you're not going to do what the hell you said. You just put that shit down. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I trust the issues across the board. That's that's a fact. Hey, at least you're being honest. But wait, you say you don't trust your parents. Nah, you know, I mean, my, cause my dad, he was, he was in and out of my life. You know, he always was like, I'm going to show up on Saturday at 8 o'clock and I'll be out there waiting. He ain't show up, you know? So, uh, yeah, I got, I definitely got trust issues. You know, I had some run-ins with the cops. Fortunately, yeah. you know, it, I'm still here. So that, that went well, but I yeah, think everybody yeah. has trust issues. I think you can't walk through life 
and not get burned a couple times or, you know, be betrayed. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's just a part of, of existing. Right. Yeah, that's I great. agree. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Okay. Well, unique. Unique. Well, I've got a great question for you. I'm going to jump right into and throw some women stuff on this. Uh-oh. I want to know, do men think, because, I, you know, I don't know what y'all be thinking. That's my problem. <laughs> but do men translate giving up the cookies as letting your guard down to meaning you trust them? Uh, yeah, it, well, to an extent, right? So what I find is that uh, a woman will let you uh, in her panties before she lets you really enter her heart. Mm-hmm. You know, Which is like, sad. like, like she'll, she'll give you a body before she gives you her mind, you know? And, and it's always been fascinating to me because... You know, the the mind is is what's valuable. That that's the thing that's that's gonna carry us the distance. You know, it in your heart. But uh, you know, the 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 body, the physical, that that changes. That you know, that, that's gonna get old and wrinkly and, and all of that. So uh, I, I believe, you know, it's just like you know how like you know how when um you know the government has like different different levels of like clearance. You know, mm-hmm. like you you got like level three. It's the same thing. We all have our our thing that we value. So some people will give you their heart before they give you their body or their mind before they give yeah. you their body. You know, so we all have, we all value different things differently. So just yeah. because uh, a woman, get, you know, you know, lets me in, be, you know, on a first date, that, that doesn't really say anything about her because she just let me know yeah, her body's whatever, but it's her mind and her heart that that that's really important where some women will let you into their heart and their mind and, and tell you, you know, all their secrets and, and all their fears, but, you know, maybe not give it up physically. So we, we all have a different, we all value trust differently and what, what that means. So that's very, very, very good point. So ladies, he, he did state that it doesn't mean anything if you drop the draws prematurely Men don't necessarily pay attention to that type of stuff. So, and that's one of our biggest concerns. So let me ask you this. How do you feel how someone was raised, the type of household that they were brought up in, could affect even their own concerns when it comes to trusting and letting their guard down and letting someone in? Well, you know, so I want to go back a little bit and answer that. Again, you know, but when a when a woman gives it up on the first, she gives it up on the first date, or second date, or one night stand, or whatever. Uh-huh. Most guys are pretty attuned to why she's giving it up so quick. Like, are you giving it up because your self esteem is low, or are you giving it up because we're really connected like that? Like, there was no other mm-hmm. option. Right. Like, we just had to vibe and. Like it was, it was in the air, and it, it was, you know, like it was. I was hungry. You was hungry. We was just clicking. We was up till three o'clock talking, and then mm. you know, like, and so you you understand that you go, God, yeah, like that. It was the only way to wrap the night up, and you know, yeah. Versus, or is she trying to trip me way. up, or 
you know, so, you know, you can't always tell, but, um, but, but you, you try to be in tune with why is this really happening, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and so you take that into account. But, so, but mm-hmm. going back to your, uh, the parent thing, yeah, you know, but the, the way you were raised is such a huge part of how you're going to view the world and interact with the world. Uh, you know, you know, we talk about women with daddy issues, but there, I know men with, with daddy issues too. I mean, I'm one of them and, and every guy that I know who was just raised by their mom has trust issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they trust, they, they, and, and it's really abandonment issues. You know, they're like, damn, if my father wasn't, my father couldn't love me, then how do I trust her to love me? You know? Right. Um, and, and it's a subconscious thing that a lot of guys may not even be in, in tuned with or aware of, of why they keep repeating these same patterns of, you know, and you'll really find it in guys who have, who are like serial monogamists. Mm-hmm. So these, these are guys mm-hmm. who really and I put myself in that in that category. I hope my girlfriend not listening. Um, <laughs> where we can learn from today. But we get into these relationships, and you know we get involved pretty quickly. And it seems like we are headed down the uh, the marriage track and the wedding track. But but then there's a point where the the fear becomes too great. The insecurities become too overwhelming. And I, I just out of the blue, cut the cord, done. Yeah. Out of there, and, and that's that. You know that 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 fight or flight kicks. You know. Right. Right. So with regards to that, I'm glad you said that because that's like a big question in my mind. Like, would you date a person that you know has their guard way up and like literally for how long? Like. Is it a welcome challenge to get her guard down? But then most of all, if you get that guard down, what do you do with that power? Do you use it in a positive way? Or are most men out here just kind of like getting all they can off of it? What's the, what's the cutoff? Like, how long? I, you know what? I wish there was an answer for that. And and, there, and truthfully... That there isn't, and you, you, it comes down to the individual person and the other things you have going on in your life, right? You know, a, a lot of times, like when we look at like celebrities and uh, the divorce rate, it's because their work and career is so demanding, they don't have the time and energy to give to their relationship, right? And to really trust somebody. So if you really want to, like, you got to go through some shit together. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. You have, to, you have to have rituals that you both have, little things, places you go, uh, friends you hang out with. You have to have some, some things of familiarity to anchor the friendship. You have to have those, um, uh, as as uh, David Goggins would say, cookies, those things that mm-hmm. remind you of the good times and, and what, right. what kept you together. But also remind you of when she had your back, right? So, mm-hmm. but, but because everybody is working so much, right? Because the economy is jacked up. 
Mm-hmm. And so everybody got on at three jobs. I got to drive three hours to go to a three-minute audition. So where, where does that leave room for the relationship? If you go to Spain, they take three-hour siestas. You mm. can do a lot of repair in three hours. She right. doesn't fester. If I can come home, if I'm coming home to you every day in the middle of the day, are we going to talk about it, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if I'm leaving the house at 6 a.m. and I ain't coming home till 8 or 9 p.m., we ain't talking about mm. shit. I'm going to bed. Right. So right. now all yeah. that built up, and now we got to go see a therapist, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, what I'm saying is, is that if you ask me about time and how much time do you give it, it's like how much time do you have? How much energy do you have? What, where are you at in your life and what do you value? You know, if you're on right. a fast track career-wise, you might have to cut that cord because you're not, you're not ready to really be with somebody. Right, right. Mm. And that's the that's the hard part right there is recognizing that and admitting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but also you know also recognizing that that it's not it's not always easy, right? Like, right. Um, I have some friends who uh, when they graduated college they got married and then he got a job in another state and she had her job and and so they weren't together for like a year and a half or two. And they they were like that for like three four years, but they had enough of a foundation as friends. Right. And, you know, they met mm. in college, so they they had this this trust. They had this they had this cookie jar. They had this mm-hmm. jar full of so many cookies and memories that it it was able to anchor them. You know, that's why best friends right. they not see each other for five years, and, and they still best friends. It's still what's up, you know? Like, yeah. Like it's nothing. But we yeah. try to do things so quick. Everybody trying to get married. It's like, can we just be? Can we just explore each other? Can I? Mm-hmm. Can I? Can really? we just figure out who we are as people right. before yeah. we even? Why? Because we've been together for a year. We got to get married. I, I'm still. We haven't even been battle tested yet. You know. Right. Do you really got my back? I don't know. Mmm. Battle tested. You know that that's what it, that's why like you have a lot of guys going back into the military. You know these are mm-hmm. guys who've married. They come home and they're like, man, this just feels off. And right. in the office, they know in the military those guys would die for them. They a lot of guys couldn't say that about their wife. That yeah. their wife would jump oh. in front of the Damn, like, and that's that's fucked up, right? Like. Yeah. Because our culture is that we would, we as a guy would take the bullet, but damn, who will take the bullet for us? Right. So yeah. it's just it's a lot of layers uh, to it. I know I'm know I'm rambling on, but you know I could I could I could. I could you're do wired. Whole 10 you hours said you were wired. <laughs> 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 you gave us a disclaimer. So look, yeah, so yeah. we have an actual question from one of our online listeners. Um, and she wants to know, um, in regards to like how you said you have trust issues when, especially when it comes to your yeah. parents, because your father was in and out. So she wants to know, what yeah. about the girls who had neither parents as a child because they passed away? Well, you know that that's a different situation. That's almost and 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 not to make uh, the. What do you, well, it depends on how the parent, the parent passed away, right? Like, did the parent pass away in a car accident 
was it uh, was it disease? Were they murdered? Um, all those different things uh, can mm-hmm. affect the level of trust, right? Uh, or was it a plane? Was it a plane accident? Uh, and what I mean is like, you know, most of the times when, if, if say it was a murder, most of the murders are uh, within the family, right? A family mm-hmm. or friend commits the murder. Well, that's going to really jack up your trust issue, right? Like, right. damn, like a family member took away my parents, so now there's nobody to parent me, and I don't trust my blood. So mm-hmm. where do you go from there, right? Now, if it's a if it's a car accident, then it could jack up your trust in terms of like how how could this happen to them? If they were such good people, like did they, did they, like if you're like one of those law of attraction people, and we can, we mm. attract the, the things in our lives. So right. It's, yeah. It's all about how do you look at the world and how things happen, and that's going to affect like your level of trust. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I mean, I was that was that driving drunk? You know. Yeah. So there's so many. Was it a disease? Was it, you know, there's so many factors that that will affect. Uh, and what age were you when it happened? You know, how mm-hmm. did your life change drastically? You know, were you a baby when it happened versus were you nine? Like, if you were nine, that's, you know, that'll really, that'll really warp your sense of, of the world around you. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of factors with that, Um you know, you're, you're losing your parents when you were, because uh, well, and I give you the difference when, you know, if you lose your parents versus somebody whose parents were either in and out or abandoned them, losing your parents causes, you know, can cause a trust issue for sure. But if you had a parent abandon you or mm-hmm. just wasn't around or in and out, that causes more anxiety in life in right. general. Mm, you see yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, because you're like, I think they're coming. You hope they're coming. Right. You don't know if they're going to show up. They think they're going to show up. Whereas, like, when they're dead, it's like it's done. Right. It's done. Like, there's, it's like you're not there's expecting no, them no to come back. Yeah, yeah. You're not on the porch steps, you know, with your, with your, in, your, in your good clothes, waiting to get I'm scooped so up. I'm with you. This dude says a good Sunday. Good clothes in your heart bottle. Yeah, yeah, that that that's that separation anxiety, uh, right there. Right. Mm, and, and that and affects relationships also, in a whole different way. Absolutely. Because it's like, damn, are you are you gonna show up? Like you say, you gonna show up? Are you gonna show up? You know that right. that kind of thing. So. But see, with that, it's kind of even, okay, so even, like, let's say we were talking on separation anxiety, it's almost like how, if you suffered separation anxiety growing up as a child and now you're in a relationship, how do you allow yourself to trust and believe that that person, your partner, is coming back when you don't hear from them for, let's say, a couple of days? Like, how do you, you know how people say, um, don't bring baggage into new relationships. Well, that's something that you necessarily cannot help because it's a right. trauma. It's an experience as a child. So how do you trust that the person is going to come back or that they're going to call you back? Or Especially if they tell you, I'll be back. 
and they don't come back. Like, it becomes a habit. Like, how are you supposed to deal with that? Well, you know, if you have somebody who's saying they're going to call and then they don't call and that becomes a habit, you got to cut that person off. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i all about hope up to a point, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still looking at your actions, right? And, right. I, and I think a lot of people have trust issues, you know, at, a part of it is they don't trust themselves, so they're just like, am I overreacting to this? Is this a big deal? But, you know, at the end of the day, somebody, if somebody gives you your word and they don't... Um, talk to you about, like, so if I say I'm going I'm to I'm be home at 5, right, if I tell my girl I'm going to be home at 5, and then it ends up being 7, I call my girl and I go, listen, I know I said I was going to be home at 5, but, you know, I got caught up in whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, uh, so I'll be home at 7. I, I know that you set this up, blah, 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 and then I say, here's what I would do in the future so that this doesn't happen again mm. or so that, you know, you're not put in such a situation. So right. the, the part of a lot of times what happens is that people apologize, but the, the fear and the anxiety in a relationship comes from how do we prevent this from happening again? And, uh, and how do we rectify this or even understanding why this even happens? So, so anytime you, you say you're going to do something and for whatever reason you can't follow through with it, you also want to explain how you plan on following through in the future of like acknowledging what went wrong. Here's why I went wrong. Here's what I was thinking and, and all that stuff. Uh, and here's what I'll, I'll be aware of and intentional about next time. Right. Mm. So, but you definitely want to give your partner a chance because remember, if, if you have a lot of baggage, 99% of the time, you're going to attract somebody else with a lot of baggage. That's just that's just the way it is. There, there is a law of attraction on that level. So the only way you're going to grow is if you each have an understanding of each other's baggage and you are you, you have some flexibility with the other person learning. Mm-hmm. Right, like how to deal with it. So you can br- you can bring your baggage into a relationship. That's fine, but don't leave that shit all over the floor. Like put it somewhere where we know baggage goes. Right, if the right. baggage goes, the keep that shit in the basement. If the baggage goes in the garage, put it in the garage. So I, I know you have baggage. I understand that, but we, we ain't got to just you know empty it out in the living room. You know, on the kitchen table. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not the place for baggage. <laughs> Right. So so bring it in, and then we can we can together start to work through it. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. But with all that said, as in today's world, with everyone, excuse me, fronting and finessing, I mean, in a perfect world, everything that you just said will it, it will work every single time. But we know uh-huh. we imperfect people. And as right. females in today's society, do you even think women should ever really let their get their guard down? I see I think that, that there's a there's a kind of a all or nothing uh thinking with that, right? So mm-hmm. do you let your guard down, do you put your guard up? Do you do you uh you know, put a wall up or keep the wall down? 
and really what we what we want to explore are the the gray areas, the subtleties, boundaries, right? I don't believe in a wall, but I believe in boundaries. I believe in saying, you know, here's 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 what I'm comfortable with, here's what I'm not comfortable with, and discussing that with the other person. Because mm. a, a lot of times what happens is that we think it's either guard up or guard down, but both leave you vulnerable. They still leave you exposed, right? If you right. need to put a wall up, but but there's still ways to, to get in. And you can have your, your wall down, but then people are definitely going to walk in. So neither one is, is really the solution. And so the, the what the real answer is is in being open and flexible to the moment. And mm-hmm. what I mean is this, is that there might be something in the beginning of the relationship that bothers you. Like, um, some women don't like to be called baby. You know, some guys are like, you know, baby, you mm-hmm. know, like, and that's just an endearing term, but that's triggering for some women, right? Right. And mm-hmm. what could happen in a relationship is that as she starts to understand where his baby is coming from, she becomes more accepting of his baby, and it's not as triggering for her. Right, mm-hmm. and as he understands why it's triggering for her, maybe he stops using baby. You know, maybe, maybe it doesn't. But over time, they, those two, if they are, if they're open to each other, they'll find a a space. I give you an example. I hate people telling me to shut up. Like mm. that's a trigger for me. And right. I, I don't care if you're joking. Like, oh, shut up. Like, I, even if you're laughing, giggling, you know, uh, people say that in a in a very, uh, uh, you know, fun way. I, I don't care how you say it. I, the words trigger me. And mm-hmm. my girlfriend says that. And, uh, and I, I was like, listen, when you say shut up, it puts space between us. Mm-hmm. Right, like I, like you're, I, I feel myself shutting down, pulling away. I don't want to do that, and that's all I said to her. I didn't say mm-hmm. stop saying shut up, don't say it. I let her know I was vulnerable and saying, here's what happens when you say that. So now mm-hmm. it's up to you to decide if you want to put space between us. Right. Right. Okay. So, right. So. But now I have to be aware also that this is her habit. It's just right. something she says. So I can't expect her to hear me once and then never say it again, right? Mm-hmm. So also can't. So I can't get mad at when she says it again. It's a habit. So right. When she now when she says it, I ask her. I go, did you mean that? And Ooh. she'll say no. And now I'm good. Because yeah. for me, that's that's the middle ground. I'm not going to tell you to stop saying yeah. it, but I also have to be strong enough to be aware of that's my baggage, that's my shit, and I got to right. figure out: did, did you mean to, for me to shut up? Like you don't want to hear from me, or is that just something you're saying out of reflex? Okay, it's right. a reflex. I can handle that. Thank you for clearing that up. Because emotionally, for whatever reason, I don't hear it as that. I hear it as something else. Right. That's hard to do. Right? And it takes time. But, 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 you know, so my point is 
is that so much conversation is is a is around a, a all or nothing, and that's how we're raised. Either you're with me, or you're against me. <laughs> yeah. And, and we don't we don't allow for great. We don't allow for discussion. We're Republican or Democrat. Uh, you know, you vote for Trump. What? You out of my like? And <laughs> damn, we don't even get to. Why not? <laughs> That was the joy That was the joy of like Being in middle school In high school Was that we spent Hours just talking Mm -hmm. You know There was no agenda And that's how we got to know each other And that's why we we, That's how we got to connect and bond And that's why those Mm -hmm. friendships last so long Because I know everything about you I know how you think but we don't do that anymore. We, we take one piece of information. Oh, you cheated once. That's what it. For who? Dumb. That's it. And we wrap it up. Yeah. You missed you miss my phone. Mm-hmm. Done. You didn't pick up when I called you. Done. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, no context. No, no communication. It's a wrap. It's over. We broke up. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's That's easy. Right? It's just like. So I had my boy hit me up one day, and he was like, you know, this is my boy from, from college. And he told me his wife cheated. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, yo, what should I do? And I was like, well, it depends on why you think she cheated. Do you think she cheated because she wants out the relationship? Or do you think she cheated because she's unhappy with the relationship and she's been trying to communicate and talk to you but you don't seem to be listening. Right. And mm. he was like, damn. I, I, he's like, I for sure have been, you know, he, he's one of those dudes, he's just always on his grind. He works. He hustles. Yeah. And he thinks putting food on the table and a roof over her head and, you know, got kids and she's taken care of, like, that's enough. And it's like, damn, when was the last time he sat down and looked her in the eye for more than two seconds, you know? Right. Right. Just had some quiet time. No TV, no music, just you two connecting like you did when you first started, you know, dating. Right. I'm with you. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-uh. Hold up. Wait. Listen, listen, Leo, if you don't get that role that you went for today, I'm coming out. <laughs> Okay. I know that. He got it. It's clean. He, he, okay. Listen, you just get ready for the for the production. Okay. <laughs> what we're gonna do? That was a very good answer. What we're gonna do is we are going to take a quick break. We're gonna transition and bring up our next guest, and then at we'll say like nine oh four, nine oh five, we'll go ahead and have both gentlemen up at the same time, so that. We can do our group discussion. So you guys are tuned into the Truth Serum. I am your host, Simply Bree, and my guest co-host. Unique Nate here. Unique Nate. All right, we will That's be right back, guys. You guys stay tuned. <laughs> Unique Nate. That be you. production. Coming soon. Creeping Getting caught 
the liar's den, cheating, a rude awakening, written by Reed. How will you handle the truth? Pre-order your copies at jampublishing.net. The purpose of Girls Who Brunch Tour, a 501c3, is to cultivate, inspire, and empower at-risk girls between the ages of 9 to 17 years old. Today, girls are very impressionable. This demographic of girls is being exposed to bullying, human trafficking, self-esteem issues, and underestimation of self-worth. Through Girls Who Brunch, we provide vital tools needed through literacy, education, life skills, and health and wellness. To help girls become leaders and difference makers in their communities. For more information on how you can become an ambassador, attend one of our virtual at-home 21 city experiences. Or donate to the organization. Visit www.girlswhobrunchtour.com now. Welcome back. You have tuned into the Truth Serum brought to you by He Said What Radio Network. I am your host, Simply Bree, and I have my guest co-host. Unique Neek, still in the Unique. building. <laughs> Unique <laughs> me. And tonight's discussion is confronting trust issues, letting your guards down. Now, if you are just tuning in, the phone number, if you want to call in and become a part of this conversation, is 515 515- Six zero two nine six four seven. If you have something to say, just go ahead and press the number one, and that way I will know that you have a question or a comment, and I will bring you up. Now, without further ado, we have our next guest. Okay, he goes by the name of Alan Newman. But before we even before he say a word, let me just let me just. Alan, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you ladies today? We are. Oh, we're great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Leo, Leo laid it on thick, man. So I'm just saying, like... Yo, that's that's a lot of that's a lot that to come behind. So I'll, hopefully I won't disappoint. You know. <laughs> Listen, I like I said, I have faith in you. So let's ask you: um, Do you have any trust issues? Oh, do I have any trust issues? Um, <laughs> come on, I like the way come you on, said it. I'm all with it. I, you know what? I would say. Uh, kind of, sort of, but not really, which I know is like a loaded answer. Um, yeah. With my trust issues kind of stem from the fact that I'm a big overthinker, which I kind of tell everybody that. So because I overthink so much, that's kind of how certain trust issues pop up with me. Also, a big issue or a big thing that deals with me is I take people at their word. Like I'm one of those people ever since I was little. If you say you're going to do something, I'm going to remember it. Whether it's a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, I'm going to remember it. And if you never follow through, yeah, you're pretty much done. 
Um, and unfortunately, that has came with me as an adult as well. Um, and that's why I tell a lot of people, if you say, don't tell me you're going to do something, tell me you'll see what you can do. Don't say, Alan, I got you. Don't say, Alan, if we do this, because if you don't do it, I done already put a red X on you. And that's, and it's, it's bad. It's horrible. Um, it's something that I definitely am dealing with. Um, so my overthinking kind of leads me to having trust issues, to be honest. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. I think I'm a little guilty of that myself. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. Yeah, so it can it, it can definitely be bad. Um, the only the only advantage I kind of give myself is that I acknowledge it, so I'm quick to let people know. Because what I don't think is fair is we don't allow people to understand and know what trust issues we have. We kind of let them flounder and try and figure out themselves, which gets them frustrated and you frustrated at the same time. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very true. So let me ask you this. Would you date a person whose guards are way up? Is that a challenge you know what? for you? I will. Or okay. I would. I would because I have. Um, Why? I Why would you date that person? I believe everyone deserves a chance. So with me, if someone has their guards up, I always look at it from an aspect of what happened, what traumatized them to cause them to have their guards up. Mm-hmm. Um, too many times I've actually seen it in my personal life and um, that's what people I've interacted with. Like as soon as they hear that somebody was like, oh, this person, she dealt with um, a horrible uh, marriage or he dealt with a horrible marriage. And people are like, yeah, you don't want to mess with that because she's damaged. Well, why she's damaged? Mm, well, right. she has a lot of well, did you guys try and see why she has the guards up? Did you guys try and accommodate why? I think a lot of times we don't make the effort to fully listen and comprehend to understand the trauma that has caused someone to have their guards up. Um, right. Also, you definitely have to be patient. Now, not everybody's patient. Um, you do have to be and willing to take the time. Um, and that's not a knock, to be honest. If you're not patient, I mean, it's cool. Um, if you are patient, more power to you. But I do know that's a big part of what helps when dealing with people who do have their guards up. You do have to be patient. You have to right. be willing to do open dialogue, and not just open dialogue, be able to talk and listen with comprehension, right. not just to hear them talk, but actually comprehend what they're saying. Right. Mm. So I like it. Girl, I love it. Listen, because that's what everyone, <laughs> especially today, I have posted a question on Facebook um, asking them, um, how do you build mutual trust in a relationship with a partner that has trust issues? And a lot of them mm-hmm. said communication, patience, time, and understanding. So mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. Now, if I was in a situation, would I get it? I don't know. But, you know, every situation is different. So is it ever okay to lie to someone to protect their feelings? Ooh. Um, no. Now, I know people are not going to probably agree with that, but no, absolutely not. Um, for me personally, I think the worst thing you do, I can understand you're trying to protect somebody's feelings, but to mm-hmm. just lie to protect them is horrible and I actually know yeah. this from uh, experience I actually had someone I was talking to ask a question and usually my response if I if you ask me a question that I know may affect you my response is usually do you really want that answer um, oh. and then if you 
if you say yes, you like you want the answer, okay, you're going to get the answer. But I'm not going to lie to you. Um, right. The person asked the question. I was like, do you, do you want that answer? She said yes. <laughs> I told her. Um, mm-hmm. Now, did it suck originally to tell her? Yeah, because I didn't know how she was going to respond to it. But right. I was shocked with her response. Sometimes you don't know what a person's response is going to be to, to what you got to say till you say it, which sucks. Right. We know wow. as kids, you to tell us the truth is better to tell the truth than lie. Because nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, when you lie, you got to add to the lie, add to the lie, add to the lie. Um, and you got to remember it. Exactly. And you're not going to remember to put the pieces together. You're going to forget what you said. Matter of fact, yep. let's say you're talking to somebody and he's like, yo, I'm feeling you. I really want to get to know you. But I do have a question. I had a previous ex that um, cheated on me. Have you ever cheated? And let's say you know you have. Let's say you just mm. slow down. You ain't kidding. And you about to answer the question. And let's say you tell him no. You never cheated. But then let's say, God forbid, you come across one of your side pieces that you used to fool with on the previous relationship. And he pop up. Oh. And now you got to cover that up because now your boy trying to, how you know this dude? Oh, you know, it's it, nah, nah, nah. How do you know this dude if you never had this? Oh, he knows me from another previous relationship and da 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 da. So what, what, what's he doing here now? Now you got to sit there and kind of actuate the lie and cover it up. And if you would have just been honest and said, you know what, babe, I have had a history of cheating. I think the worst thing that we put on people in society is saying once a cheater is always a cheater. Because um, that's actually not fair to the person who's cheated because you're basically telling them they're not going to be able to change. Right. Um, so to me, you, you should be honest. And unfortunately, you got to deal with the consequences. Um, right. If you have a record and your girl wants to know if you have a record and you tell her you do and she leave you, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you got to pick up the pieces and keep it moving. I mean, let's be honest, there's plenty of women out there, though. So Yeah. Um, I really feel like to, to lie is definitely going to mess stuff up because first, first thing when you lie, you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage in the relationship. You're already starting to build yeah. distrust. And then let's say yeah. the other person already has issues trusting, and then they find out you done lied, you done already put yourself at a negative with dealing with that person. Right. Mm. I need to, okay, so gunshot to Leo with a and a bomb... <laughs> For Alan, I need to download these sound effects because, man, <laughs> you guys are definitely delivering it tonight. Like, it's I, I'm I'm so proud to have you guys up here. So we actually have a caller. So let's go ahead and bring the caller up. Caller, you are live with Simply Bree, Unique Neek, and Mr. Allen. What's your name, and do you have a question or a comment? Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Patrick, and I do have a comment slash question. Um, okay. The comment is that I think when you, you know, since we're talking about trust issues, I think sometimes if someone has trust issues or just issues in general, you have to really think hard before you get with that person because, if you're talking about things like lying, what happens is there's more incentive to lie if you're with somebody that handles the truth very badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, if you if you have to deal if you have to duck skillet every time you tell the truth, <laughs> then there's a greater there's a greater incentive to lie, right? right? So that's why yeah. it's very important. 
you know, so so people say, well, if somebody has trust issues, you have to do this and you have to, you know, be patient and that kind of thing. Maybe the person is just not for you. If you get the right yeah. person, if you get the right person, then that lends itself to be, you being more, both parties being more truthful. Because mm-hmm. now you have the person that can communicate and and that you can handle, right? Right. As opposed to getting mm-hmm. somebody who's gone through such trauma that they lose it every time. I mean, so that's going to cause you to back away, especially after years. In the beginning, you can try to be patient, but after some years, it's going to get tiring. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, so the question is, are we supposed to be accepting of everybody? I mean, whether it's trust issues or whatever, I mean, should we look and make an honest assessment and say, you know what, this person is nice, I like being around them, but I can just tell after a while this is going to be a problem. Let me just step away from this. Maybe we can just be friends or something. So right. should, should we make an honest assessment and step away from these situations or just try to go in deep and be the, the psychologist or psychiatrist <laughs> in these situations and try to, you know, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Good question. You, you know what? And I'm glad you actually said that. I can give you a perfect example. Earlier this year before COVID-19 hit, I was speaking, talking to a young lady, was getting ready, getting to know her. Um, and she had told me up right up, um, at the gate, she was like, hey, I've been hurt. I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this. And I was like, okay, no problem. I said, look, I'm not in a rush. I want to develop a relationship as friends and see where we're going to go from there. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to make sure whatever the fears you have, whatever the holes that was um, open up in prior relationships, I'm going to make sure it's covered while we're talking. Um, for about a month, we were doing good. Then she fell off. Got to the mm. point, wasn't answering calls, wasn't answering texts, wasn't doing nothing. So I reached out to her again. I was like, yo, is everything good? She's like, yeah, I was just a little busy, but I'm back. I was like, all right. We start back oh. talking again. A couple weeks later, she falls off again. And I was like, look, what I'm not going to do is have to pick up the pieces over and over and over. So I was like, are you good with us getting to know each other, or do I need to go ahead and just back away and let you handle whatever issues you got to handle? Uh-huh. She was like, no, I'm good. I can handle it. Once again, now I know you're, you're playing yourself because you're saying you can handle it, but your track record has already shown we've only been talking for about, I want to say, like two months, and you've shown that the trauma you had is starting to become problematic. Because, like mm, I said, I'm cool. an overthinker. So if you already starting to ghost and not respond to me, I'm all, my brain's already thinking, like, yo, what, what's going on with this person that they're not trying to be truly open? And so we yeah. had to have a heart-to-heart. I literally told her, I said, um, we ended up, we're, we're friends now. But I was like, yo, the way this relationship is going, the way I'm set up, this is not going to work for me. I can't handle the <laughs> I can't handle you communicating when you want to communicate with me. If that's how it's going to be, we're definitely just going to have to be friends and go our separate ways. So right. one thing I want people to understand is, yeah, it's cool to be patient. It's cool to be understanding. But like you said, if it's going to, I'll be doggone. If it's going to be years, I'll be dealing with that foolishness. Um, <laughs> I, you get a couple of months with me, and she, she got two months out of me. One thing I know is, and I tell everybody, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> Life is precious. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have time to mess with people who do not want to, I won't say be happy, but do not want to go ahead and overcome the dark cases in their life. Because there's some people, and I've seen it, where 
they got in a relationship with somebody or became friends with somebody that turned into a relationship later, and you hear the mm-hmm. story because the person sat there and protected them and guarded them and was consistent, it brought them to be the person that they are now, and that's how they got together. Now, does that work with everybody? Unfortunately mm-hmm. not. Um, but what mm-hmm. you don't want to do is sit there and waste time with people because I can't tell you how many times I waste time and money with people, and years later I'm like, I really did all that foolishness, and we ain't even together. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you 100% to answer your question. Definitely give them a grace period, but, yeah, definitely I give people about two months. I feel like mm. it takes, for me, it takes me 60 days to get to know you and to kind of see where you're at. But at, past that, if it still looks like we're at a roadblock, roadblock I'm not going to continue to put forth the effort, especially when there's someone else who's willing to accept yeah. and appreciate the effort like, there's too many people in the world that you look on social media all the time. There are women and men that will post talking about what they're looking for and what they're waiting for. And you dealing with this joke over here that don't know what they want? Nah, I'm missing with that. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got time for that. But wait, you said uh-huh. 60 days. Why when he said 60 days, I was thinking this is like a trial for Apple Music because I think they give you like three months. <laughs> and I'm like, that was the first thing. I was like, wait, that's Apple Music. I, I, I thought it was supposed to be 90 days myself. Now, 60 days speaking, sounds good. <laughs> for me, it's my barometer. Like, now, don't get me wrong. You can mess around and meet somebody in a month and you realize the vibe is right and you're like, bam, we're together. And other people, it, it may take longer. It's just, like I yeah. said, I'm not one of those. I'm not trying to have that story where, oh, we weren't together. We were talking for like a year to see if we could vibe, and we still not sure we can vibe. And Nah, you're not about to do that. You got mm-hmm. 60 days oh, to make oh, a yeah. good Um, If that impact isn't there, I mean, I'm not going to ghost you. We'll talk about it because I hate ghosting. I'll talk to you. I'll let you know how I'm feeling, let you know where we need to go. And then just keep it pushing. But if you're not over, one thing we have a problem in society is we make other people have to um, help us with our trauma when they right. didn't even partake in um, And that can yeah. actually traumatize the person that's helping you because now I'm helping you with your oh. trauma. And now because you're not over your trauma, now I'm traumatized because I'm thinking all over the place. I'm wondering, yeah. I call you, you don't answer the phone. Man, I wonder if she's talking to somebody else. I say, mm-hmm. let's meet up. you talking about Man, I wonder if she's with somebody else or is she doing something else. Did I do something wrong? And you're not talking to It's it's too much. And the next thing you know, you get with somebody else's son or daughter and you projecting that trauma from the last person onto them and you don't even realize it. And it wasn't even yours to begin with. Exactly. Exactly. And And with that one, it was really bad because, like I said, I am an overthinker. If I call and text and you don't respond all day, after you've been responding like oh. clockwork at the time, my brain is already sitting there like, okay, she must be talking to somebody. You must have did something wrong. What's going on? Yeah, nah, that's just too much stress. That's just too much um, you sound for my like brain. An Aries. Yeah, he no, really no one got time. Right. He sounds just like an Aries because I know how Aries think. No, no one got okay. time for that. I'll go ahead, ma'am. You go your separate way. I'll go my separate way. I wish you the best, and I wish myself the best, and I'm going to keep it pushing. And that's that. Okay. Well, I want to know, and this is something that, I don't know, I, it just it, it, it makes me think, again, because people are all over the place, both men and women, but when your partner has confirmed 
in their actions, their conversation, whatever the case may be, that their guard is completely down and they have given you all the trust in the world. Because, mind you, either you've gotten away with what you was doing on the side or you just never did anything on the side. But either way, they're fully on board with trusting you and you know it. Mm-hmm. Do you use that information as a privilege or do you benefit the relationship in accepting it? And what do you think the the, the average man does with that information? Because you might be different, you know what I mean? But the average yeah, man, what do you say average man, I'm sorry to learn, bro. We definitely think different on a lot of stuff, and we don't realize Talk it. Talk about um, <laughs> Will I look at it as a means to use it or as a means of a privilege? You know what? For me, it, it would be a privilege because you got people forget. Have, gaining somebody's trust isn't isn't some right that you're supposed to receive. Like you don't come on this planet and they're like, "Yo, we just have to trust you because we know you." That's not the mm-hmm. case. Right. To get somebody's trust, it's a privilege. You have to think about it's a privilege that you earned. It's a privilege that you probably worked hard to get out of that person. You have to look at it just like a child when they're learning how to swim. And mm-hmm. little kids, well, most of anything, parents says do it, they'll do it. Why? Because they are fully invested and trust that their parent isn't going to do anything to harm them or hurt them or drop the ball. And you gotta, you kind of have to look at that when you're trying to build up the trust with somebody else. Um, look at it as a newborn baby. you got to literally let them mm. take the baby steps of applying their trust levelness to you. you just got to go ahead and feed them little breadcrumbs. Because you got to realize, I know um, earlier you guys were talking about triggers. There's small triggers that can mess somebody's trust up. Mm. We see all the time. People flip out if people don't call them on a regular, on a scheduled basis that they're used to. Yeah. People flip out if you don't sit there and check up on and it could go left. People flip out if you don't just sit there and pick up on something's wrong. Like the littlest things are more problematic than the big stuff. Um. So you have to kind of learn to be able to feed them little breadcrumbs to get their trust, and then you have to actually guard their trust with your life. And when I say with their life, I'm not saying physical, but more like on a mental and um, and a, um, emotional and spiritual aspect. Because for me to trust you fully, that means I am opening up everything, every scar, every Band-Aid, I am opening up. So you will have the ability to see and correct and nurture it. And the last mm-hmm. thing that I want you to do is stab those wounds and make them deeper. Yeah. So yeah. someone for a young lady to trust me, it is definitely for me a privilege. Now I'm not right. sure how my brothers look at it. I really want to believe that they look at it as a privilege as well because, mm-hmm. um, to gain somebody's trust like that, that's one thing, especially with a lot of black men, we talk about the fact that um, our black women, why they don't feel like they're protected by us, why they don't feel like we care for them. But you oh. got to understand, if I'm protected by you, I'm not going to trust you. Right. I can sleep with you all we want. Doesn't mean I trust you. I right. trust you enough Hello. to open my legs to you, but doesn't mean I trust you enough to open my heart to you. Right. So it's definitely mm. a privilege that you have to garner, you have to caress and nurture it. Um, and sometimes it's going to take time. And I know that could that's when the issue comes with time management and stuff. Because like I said, you don't want to sit there and spend years trying to get to know somebody. You trying to get to know that person to see if that person's the one. 
Um, but like my brother said earlier, sometimes it might not just be for you. It, right. it might not be for Ooh. you. Yeah. And knowing okay. it has the battle. I'm with you when you're right. I got one for you. And it's funny because I intended yeah. to ask this question anyways. And one of our online listeners actually wanted to present the question to you. So she says, what about the unspoken lie or the question never asked? Ooh. About mm. the unspoken lie, question yeah. never asked. Yeah. So the unspoken lie, so you mean the lie that you don't, you both know about it, you just haven't talked about but it? No, yep, mm-hmm. Ooh. That can be, to me, an unspoken lie is like a cancer. Because mm-hmm. you know the cancer's there, but you know what? I'm not going to go to the doctor to get it fit, dealt with. I'm just going to deal. I'm going to deal with it with my natural remedy that ain't working. But I don't care. I just don't right. want to deal with it. So I'm just going to let the let the let it sit there and grow and fester and affect my mm-hmm. entire mind. That's how those secret lies are. Because you know that I know that you lied, but you don't want to admit it, and I don't want to talk about it. But that's putting a strain on our relationship. And then the funny thing is, when people (laughs) deal with those lies, when they Mm -hmm. break up, what happens? Years later, they may come and they're like, oh, man, I was upset because of what? And not saying all of them are small, like, insignificant lies, but then you end up finding out it wasn't that big of a deal or it was something that could have easily be remedied and fixed. And one thing with us, especially as black people, we hold grudges without explaining what the grudge is, the lie is. We just sitting there. Why you don't like so and so? Nah, I don't even really want to talk about it. But you don't like so and so because I you was interested in. She got him. You didn't get him, and now you upset. And she has no clue you upset. That's like mm-hmm. you could be upset. Good example. Um, when uh, a couple years ago, when Steph Curry wife mentioned that she wants to feel attractive, she feel like no oh, one's yeah. attracted to her, and that shocked everybody. That shocked Yeah, what that was that? Because she kept it to herself. Like, in a perfect world, everybody would say, well, she should have told Steph, which is true. Um, but sometimes our communication isn't to that level. It takes a lot to be willing to go up to somebody and say, this is how I feel about a certain thing and not expect to be judged on. Um, and that's kind of what happened with the secret lies. You don't want to get judged on the lie that you feel between the two. You just feel like you don't want to mess with it. Just leave it there. Let sleeping dogs lie, which is horrible. Um, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like secret lies. If there's a lie between us that needs to be resolved as a couple, we need to resolve it. Cause if, if we can't resolve it now as a couple, what if we get married? Mm. That's one thing that people forget. Some things are going to pop right back up. Um, when you get married, no matter how you bury it. Right now, right. it could be the yep. little lack of sin. I didn't tell you that my best friend, who was a girl, came over to the house and we had lunch. And I kept mm-hmm. that to my You happen to find out. Now we get married. Who's to say that you won't think I'll cover something else up and not want to di- tell you? Or who's to say I won't get in the marriage? Like, you know what? She got pissed the last time, so I'm not going to tell her. Now you have yeah. another secret. I'm going to put a strain because now you're married. Now you gotta pay to get rid of y'all, them. We know y'all sisters don't like sharing, and y'all kind of iffy when it comes to us having female friends. So that's you can imagine how that's gonna you get married. Yeah, 
Mm-mm, you can't handle. You know the rule with sorry. that one. We See? don't deal with it, but we do have a rule. Your female friend is my female friend. Yeah, we listen, friends. that's my sister. <laughs> that's the rule. Now, see, I, I, now I appreciate that. I can roll. I can roll with that. Unfortunately, not everybody's like that. But like those secret lies, they can come back to bite you. They can come back right. to bite you in worse ways than one. Mm. Okay. Well. well Look at yeah. you. See, I know I gave you a round of applause. For, listen, see, Alan, and you were so worried. <laughs> I see. <laughs> if you guys have just tuned in, this is The Truth Serum with your host, Simply Bree. And who? Unique Neek, still present in that building. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing attendance. Unique Neek. <laughs> and I. Uh, Yes, Alan Newman. If you would love to chime in, the number is 515-602-9647. If you are actually listening to the show right now because you've called in and you have a question or a comment, go ahead and press that number one button and I'll go ahead and bring you guys up. So we're going to take a very quick 30-second intermission. Um, Leo dropped off. I'm not sure if he's going to call back in, but... We are definitely going to keep it rolling. If he calls back in, then that's going to be awesome. So, Alan, it may just Come be on you. You got the rep. I'm just saying. Okay, you ready? I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So we'll take a quick break, and uh, we will be right back. So you guys stay tuned. Are you interested in finding out just what men really think when it comes to the male perspective? Have you found yourself in a situation where his actions just don't make any sense? Well, I have the show for you. Tune in every Tuesday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to He Said What? on Blog Talk Radio, where the host, Simply Bree, invites a different male guest each week to have a real discussion with real questions. All right, and we're back. Welcome back. Look, matter of fact, before we even kick it off, before I'm just gonna say this is the truth, Storm. If you are not entertained, something's wrong with you. I'm gonna give it up for everybody <laughs> Our MVPs. Listen, Pat Patrick, let me tell y'all something. Patrick is like our show's day one. Okay. Patrick calls in, he asks us questions, he gives comments, statements. And he's always dropping the gems. Come on now. Come on, callers. Y'all got to. Right? Listen, we're doing a cabbage patch right now. So um, we are back. Tonight's discussion is based on being honest, confronting your trust issues and letting your guards down. As I stated, if you are just calling in, go ahead and press the number one if you have a question or a comment, and we will bring you up. So, Alan. We were talking about the unspoken lies. Why, why, why do you think people have that that notion? Like, if you don't ask, then I'm not going to tell. Because I hear guys say that all the time. If you don't, you're not asking the right questions. What am I supposed to ask? <laughs> um, you know what? I think it just depends on. Because remember, one thing about men, we're we're very private. We're very private, especially when we're trying to get to know you. Um, and in a way, we kind of have our guards up as well. And we got we definitely got to be careful because what we could possibly tell you, and you, and I know you ladies have heard this, guys 
we're men, we're quick to say you guys use, if we tell you something, you use it against us. Um, and I think sometimes that's that's one thing you don't you just don't want to hear hear it get brought back and used against you in a negative light. Um, but unfortunately, it can be a double edged sword because women, if you can make that trust connection with them, um, it can open up the doors of your relationship. Um, but you also, I know for men, it's just you just don't want to put yourself in a predicament where your back is against the wall. Mm. Um, and I think that could be why we're we there's certain things we don't want to talk about. And then for one thing, with guys, we're, we're one of those. If it's in the past, it's in the past. Um, it's no point in bringing it up. Unfortunately, your past can come back on you in the next relationship um, if you don't deal with it. But I just think sometimes it could be due to insecurity, not really knowing how she may take it, um, mm. not knowing if you tell her if her homegirls are going to hear about it and now all of them know about it. Um, so I right. just think it just depends on the guy um, and just depend on, like, how secure and comfortable you are in regards to whatever that truth is that you would be hesitant to tell her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, before Unique Meet goes with her question, I want to actually – Welcome to our group discussion, Patrick. Patrick is actually going to Patrick is going to also be one of our uh, panelists. So, Patrick, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So great discussion. Yeah, I love it. I'm telling you, I always learn with every topic that we've had up here. So, the same question. Um, why do you think, why why do men have, not all men, but some men have this notion of you don't ask, I don't tell. If you're not asking the right questions, then, you know, it is what it is. Why do you think that mind state actually exists? Well, it depends on where the, the stage of, you know, the relationship or the interaction between two people, kind of where you are, right? Mm-hmm. If it's something like, and it depends on what it is. Like the brother said, we we can be, you know, somewhat uh, private <laughs> with mm-hmm. some information. But it depends on what the information is. If it's something serious, like, you know, there's a child out there and the brother doesn't tell you the kind of thing, then that, that's, that's, those, that's grounds for, you know, maybe this is not the person for you kind of thing. Right. Um, somebody can leave that kind of information out. Um, you know, uh, it, it, you know, the brother got six toes on one foot. I don't Whoa. know. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that's kind of some, you know, that's, that's debatable, you know, how you want to handle that. But it depends on what it is and what stage of the relationship you're in. Patrick, six toes, though? <laughs> I know, right? So that's, Not like that's we got quite, anything that's against Anybody with six toes, but I'm just saying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but you have the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, well, it's, it's, and and there's no, you know, usually there's there's usually not an unspoken lie. If somebody lies, right. somebody had to say something, right? So, right. Um, or do something. Um, it's. Lying is a big thing, especially in the mm. beginning. Yeah. Because there's no reason when you just meet somebody, there's really no reason to lie. 
Right. Exactly. You may like the person. You may like the person, but you're not even invested in this. But and if you're already lying, men, that's, you know, it's not good. I find that a lot of men tend to lie to impress. You know, mm-hmm. for instance, you you got the the pimp type guys, and you got the gold digger girls. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. both are very frightening for the other party. Uh, let's mm-hmm. just start there. But mm-hmm. what if you're, what if you are a female that maybe on site because you might be a little, you know, uh, excuse the term, bougie. You mm-hmm. look like a gold digger, and because that guy kind of has the gold teeth and the swag, swag, he kind of looks like the pimp. But these mm-hmm. are like first impressions, right? We don't. We're mm-hmm. not saying that that's what she is or that's what he is. But if you're attracted to the gold digger looking type or the pimp looking type, mm-hmm. can you ever really trust them? And can you ever really let your guard down? Because that pimp type, that means he's a player. And that gold digger type, that means she's trying to play you. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like that first impression, but yet you're attracted to the silicone or you're attracted to the gold front, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. How do you how do you navigate that and then trust afterwards? That that's a that's a that's a really good question. I, I don't know about the trust part, but I think there's some real there's some truth here that I think both men and women have to come to terms with. That is a man's currency is his currency. That's to say, a man's currency is his resources. A woman's mm-hmm. currency is her looks. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Like you said, if a man's going to lie, he's going to lie about that thing that's supposed to make him attractive, which is his resources. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cars, houses, how much money he has. You know, he, so he may come out with the bling, you know, to kind of hide the fact that there's no money in the bank. Right? So <laughs> that's how he lies. Now, women will lie <laughs> because, their currency, <laughs> yeah, because their currency is their looks. Mm-hmm. I mm. mean... They basically they basically put on the iron there's an Iron Man suit that they put on. Stop it. <laughs> or, you know, Black lightning. That you have to that you have to take off and then like, oh, that's what you look like. Right. So it, it we're both doing a bit of deception sometimes and you just have to watch out for it. You really do. Like with binoculars. Iron Man suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But he's right. I agree with Pat. It's currency is what the men use. I've I've actually heard ladies who they're dealing with a guy who's actually not attractive, but their response is like, "Oh, but he got that bank." Mm -hmm. It's like that's using the value, and that's why it's funny on social media when people get uptight when money is mentioned in relationships or dating, and men are like, "Yo, if I got to do this." You, you, there's nothing for her because I'm forking all this stuff out. Because for right. men, money is is the thing for them. What you don't want to do is be that guy that blew a bunch of money to unfortunately impress somebody and it didn't work out. Um, also, sometimes what, and this may sound cliche, but what is attractive to you might not be what you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I can. I can like my girls to be big booty, loud, boisterous, 
entertaining. But I look mm-hmm. at my track record, every single girl that that's that type, we don't broke up. We don't make you. Mm-hmm. So maybe the reason that, and there's a good example. There was a girl that I went to college with, and I was crazy feeling her, feeling her hard. Everyone, all our friends knew. Um, I finally asked her out on a date. Every weekend, we would go out to the movies. I'll take her to a fancy restaurant. The funny thing is, is when I started talking to her, my mom was like, Alan, don't take her. She already knew. When you guys were just talking. Of course, high school, I'm thinking I know everything. I'm like, ah, whatever, mom. I'm still going to do me. It's my money, whatever. Mm-hmm. So every weekend, we go to a fancy restaurant. We go have dinner. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to see, like, where we can take this relationship to the next level. So I'm like, hey. I was like, we've been talking for a couple of weeks. Um, I think it was about, like, a month and a half. I was like, I'm really mm-hmm. feeling you. I would really like to start dating you and become exclusive. You know what uh-huh. you told me? Mm-mm. Oh, I, I just look at you like a friend. Oh, she friends home too. Oh, you the friend that you, take people out to eat. That's what she put you on. Okay. Yep. You see? So when that happened, I was like, yeah, nah. So her rebuttal was like, but we could still be friends. I was like, we'll be friends, but you won't be hearing from me for a while. Right. And you won't be getting no more free dinners. Exactly. So we jump fast forward like nine years later. We come across each other. Um, We decide to like see, see where we at and we date. We went on a couple of dates. I wasn't feeling it. Like, I wasn't feeling the vibe. I wasn't feeling her. Nothing. Um, And so I thought I was like, yo, I was like, as much as I would like to still, like, see where this can go, I was like, Mm -hmm. this isn't for me. I'm not feeling it. I was like, the Allen that you knew eight years ago isn't the same Allen that you're currently dealing with. Um, And that's okay. Your taste in women and men change. And sometimes it changes for the better. Um, Because as you get older, you're not looking for someone who's just going to sit there and try and blow your money up. As mm-hmm. a man, as a woman, you're not looking for someone who's just looking to see if she got a fat butt, um, if she make you get excited when you see it. You're looking for someone who you can build chemistry and a lasting relationship with. Um, right. Sometimes your type isn't your type. Um, we just be hard-headed and keep running back to it. Because you want what you want. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Because... Because because you don't really know what you want. <laughs> or what you yeah, need. there you go. Bingo. You want what you want because you don't know what you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you think you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, we all think we, we all think we do, and it's very interesting because Bree, if you were to pick out somebody that you wanted to date, I'm mm-hmm. sure your friends, if they had options, would pick somebody different for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. why. That's one of the reasons why arranged marriages work out much better these days than not, because if your family, mm-hmm. people who know you. On the outside, they look past some of your more <laughs> carnal wishes for a person, mm-hmm. and they look at based on your personality, you know, mm-hmm. what your goals are in life and that type of thing. So I just think, you know, a lot of us, because we've never been taught kind of how to choose a mate, right? Right, yeah. We've never been taught that. We've just been taught, hey, you know, if you feel that spark or those fireworks or the person mm-hmm. is attractive or has a nice smile, then that's what you should be attracted to, and that's fine. But we don't we don't pick up on all of the other cues because we've never been taught from a psychological standpoint. Like in school, let's say in high school, you know, we've never been taught about a, you know the narcissist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or 
or the or, or, or the liar or the self-involved for how to identify a person who's self-involved mm-hmm. or some of the signs and some yep. of the triggers. You're not, you you don't have all this information, so you're stepping into the world just picking anybody that looks good. That's yeah. crazy. Yep. Right? Yeah. And that's, <laughs> why freaking, and that's why when people go to their uh, school reunions, then they're talking about, Ooh. oh, my God, I didn't know Billy was crazy. I didn't know Billy was narcissistic. I didn't know this is how Tina was acting when yeah. she was in high school. Like, when you become an adult, now you see it. Yeah, ain't nobody telling me that those butterflies was really gas. I'm just saying. Those were not real butterflies. Honey, that was your stomach trying to give you a sign. Like, no, this is not the one. And I think it's even more important for women, depending on what Mm -hmm. you want. Because if if women, if if your goal is to to have a family, and just biologically, Mm -hmm. It's more important for you to have that information because you have to sift through these guys at a young age and try to pair bond with somebody mm-hmm. by a certain age so that you can have that family. Let's say if somebody wants is looking for looking to start a family, it's vitally important for 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 women to have those to be able to pick up on certain things because all too often. You know, women will spend time in a relationship, and they will try, try, try to make it work, mm. <laughs> only only for it to break up at a critical time. And now she's yeah. like, "Okay, I've kind of wasted my <laughs> some of my youth years yeah. here." You know, so um, she probably saw it's that vital that like three months ago. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me tell y'all. Yep. I am a firm believer. So I'm single. I'm still out here trying to date in this pool of eels and stuff. And um, <laughs> I swear, like, anytime I meet someone, and it can just be me, I, hey, I may miss the perfect guy for me, but if I ask him if he wants children, especially if he's, like, 37 and up and he doesn't have kids, and I ask him, hey, do you do you want children? And he says, ah, I mean, you know, I don't really know. I'm already saying that's a no. Like, I don't have that's time you to, like, really figure, like, oh, do we I, don't I? Because you know what's going to happen? What? I, can't, I can't fault you for that, though. You you want what you want. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's funny you say that because I have been in kind of a similar predicament. I, I get a lot of older women who talk to me, and the first mm-hmm. thing they'll notice is, like, Ali, you don't have any kids. I'll be like, yeah, but I want some. And mm-hmm. then they're like, eh, well, you know, either my kids are grown or I don't want none, so right. you don't have to go, go somewhere else. But then and you cheated like, you know on me. So. Okay, no hard feelings. Right. Yeah, no. And I you feel like. Can breathe. Yes. You're doing the right thing. If a guy is like, if you're asking a, a, a guy who's 37 years old if they want kids and it's not an emphatic yes, then it's a no. No person who wants children is going to be waffling, especially at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just doesn't I've had guys happen. in their 40s. And I've seen Like, ah. Yeah. And no, what, happens, what, what happens is women will get into a relationship with that man hoping to change his mind or hoping that he will figure it out one day, and then three years later, when she wants to have a child, and he says, "Well, no, I, I didn't. I don't want kids." It's like he told you this when he was like, "Ah," but you didn't really pay attention to it. 
You didn't yeah, believe him because you figured, that, you figured it right out of my mouth. Up, he was going to want to kid, have kids. Like, you thought mm-hmm. he was about to change. Nah. Most, <laughs> most 99% of the time when a guy tells you he doesn't want to do something mm-hmm. or he does want to do something, take him at what he says. He, he That's believable. <laughs> I had a I had a friend of mine who um who was dating this this guy this years ago, and oh they were going everywhere they were going to picnics and this and that and the other, and they just met each other and they're doing all this stuff and oh she's bragging, and so one day I asked her I said um, well you guys are doing all this stuff is this your suggestion or is it his? <laughs> Turns out she's dragging this guy everywhere he never oh, anywhere no. or went anywhere. He just went along. Wow. He didn't initiate anything, and she's just dragging this guy around, taking all kinds of pictures and all that. And I said, "Look, if he he's going because you're he 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 kind of likes he likes you, yes, but he's going because you're suggesting it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's not suggesting going anywhere is an issue. This mm-hmm. is this is an issue. That means." Um, what does that mean? Do what they does want. that mean he's not interested, or does that mean he waiting for the cookie? Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know. It could be either or both. But he, right. he's, he's. It, it, it men, men. When men want to do something, they do it. Mm-hmm. Or they ask, or they open their mouth, right? If mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, hey, hey, Bree, let's go to the movies, man. You want to go mm-hmm. check out this movie? We do what we want to do. If right. we don't say anything and we don't push it, then there might be an issue there. Not saying that there is necessarily, but there just might be an issue. Right. Because when we want to do something, we're vocal. Right. Yeah. And he, he's 100% correct. If I, if I, let's say I'm, I'm dealing with somebody and tomorrow I want to go out, I'm probably going to text him tonight and be like, yo, I'm thinking about going out to the spot tomorrow. You coming? I don't mm. I because I want to go. If you sitting there, you texting me, oh, Alan, when we going to hang out? Alan, when we going to hang out? Alan, you want to come to this? Mm-hmm. Not really. Because you bugging me about it, I'm going to go ahead and go to a PG. But I'm not really excited about it. Yeah, just to shut mm. you up. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, look, guys, we are coming towards the end of the show. So please let people know how they can follow you. Pat, if you want to give your Instagram or whatever, you can. If not, hey, your special announcement. Patrick is actually going to be a guest on um, the Truth Serum. So you guys make sure that you stay tuned so that you can listen and find out which episode. I'm not going to say when because it's, it's in advance, but yes. So if you guys want to go ahead and drop your Instagrams or the way people can get in touch with you, go ahead. We'll start with Alan first. All right. So I have two Instagrams. You can follow me at Newman's underscore hot takes on Instagram. And you can also follow me at Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0 on Instagram as well. And then, of course, if you follow me on Facebook, it's under Alan Newman. Okay, okay. And, Pat, you want to give any information, or are you just going to tell him stay tuned? No, you know what? I'm going to wait until our show, and then I'll give some information. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> like, wait, y'all going to have to wait on this one. So, all right. Well, oh, perfect. That, that, Thank that, you, guys. 
That was that might be a rough road that 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 show. So you might want to oh, get yeah. your guests ready for that one. Yeah, Uh-oh. you guys, I'm telling you, listen, we deliver nothing but the greatest here. So once again, thank you, um, both Alan as well as Patrick, for being our guest tonight. Big shout out to Leo Flowers as well. Um, you guys, make sure you check him out. He did dip out a little early. I think it was that three-hour drive that he had. Hopefully, he got the role. But you guys can find him on Instagram at leoflowers2000. Make sure you follow him. Check out his, his podcast and his books. Um, and definitely stay tuned for next week's episode. But before we get into that, Unique Nick, you want to tell them how they can reach out to you? Yes, I am on the IG as well at Joyful Noise 329. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I'm I, 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 I'm not into this social media thing, but I'm out here. <laughs> so there's gonna be just a few pictures. Don't judge me. Come on, let's go. You are so funny. All right. Well, <laughs> as you guys know, I am Simply Bree on Instagram. It's underscore Simply Bree. That's S I M P L E E. B-R-E-E underscore. And also make sure you guys follow uh, my co-host Tasha. Her Instagram is no one you know. So that's N-O underscore the number one underscore U-N-O. Check back every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time to tune into the Truth Serum where I'm going to have different guests with different topics. Go to simplybree.com to find the past episodes as well as our upcoming events. Um, I'm going to have a group panel discussion in September. I will be dropping more details on the website, so check it out there. Next week is going to be Understanding You Through Your Intimacy with guests Jarden, Dogan, and Kellen Marcus. So you definitely want to tune into that one. All right, guys. Thanks you. Thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in. You have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.